following podcast is presented to you by Browns After Dark and all those affiliated. Also by OnlyFans. Anyway, we're rolling right into it. First pick, 68, you know, we move back. It went straight for, you know, a questionable pick at best. Martin Emerson, uh, you didn't hear about him. I didn't hear about him. No one knew who he was. Uh, 6'2 corner, Mississippi State. Uh, we saw the next day that, uh, yeah, he's going to be the Troy Hill replacement. It'll give Greg Newsom an opportunity to move inside to the slot position. And it gives us uh, needed corner depth. So, uh, Tori, give me your thoughts on Emerson. All right. So, like you said, 6'2", a little bit over 200 pounds, uh, can go against receivers in the division like Claypool, Pickens, T. Higgins, Rashad Bateman, any of the bigger guys. Um, he's very physical at the line. Um, and like you said, after Troy Hill got traded, it made a lot more sense. Um, they're going to let Greedy ride it out this year. And then they're going to trade him or have him sign somewhere and they're going to get a comp pick for him. So he'll be a cornerback three next year. And when, if he plays on the outside, Newsom will kick in. So, I mean, there is a bigger plan involved with this pick. Yeah, I think it's a good move uh, to add depth for the future, for sure. Um, Austin, go ahead and give me your thoughts. My thoughts is that he's really just the answer to all the tall receivers in the league. He's that like what you guys are saying. He's six two, so he's already one of the taller corners in the league. He's going to be able to cover those guys man on man. But when it comes to zone coverage, that's where his biggest downfall is, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, there's definitely some questions about the zone coverage ability, um, but at the same time, I think we had some of those same questions with Greg Newsom coming out of Northwestern. Uh, but I, I have faith that he can he can play a, a solid role uh, when you have professionals like Denzel. And, I mean, Greg is going to be an up-and-comer. And you also have Greedy Williams on the roster still if you need to go to him. With um, Queen, go ahead. Give me your thoughts on uh, the 68 pick. Yeah, I love it. Uh, he What he brings to the room uh, is something that we don't currently have. Uh, you know, Ward and Newsom, you know, a little bit undersized. So he's He was brought in to – match up with the Chase Claypools, match up with the DK Metcalfs. And uh, we didn't have that before. So uh, it definitely changes things schematically and allows them to be a little bit more open with what they want to call and who to match up with. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Tony, yeah, give me your thoughts on the pick. Definitely more of a, like, look towards the future pick, probably a replacement for Greedy. But this year can definitely be used in some situational situations that sounds weird to say but for more like situational games and spots during the game big corner can really hang with like the clay poles and the taller guys and the guys that just have that length to them but it's like very pretty much like Tori said it's a future pick it's more of a we're gonna get a comp pick for greedy next year and if we hit on it it basically just goes down the line one will be a comp pick for that one and the next one and just but definitely surprising until the Troy Hill trade as well. Yeah, uh, you guys bring up a good point. We've got Chase Claypool. we got T. Higgins. You know, we have big body receivers that we need to cover, and we didn't necessarily have a huge problem covering those guys with the guys we have. But red zone situations, uh, I could see situations, you know, putting him up against Mark Andrews, you know, 
he's going to be versatile. Uh, and there's a lot of ways we can use him and mold him into being a good future third corner. And uh, yeah, he, uh, he could be interesting for us. Uh, Derek, I'm going to let you end us off with uh, Martin Emerson. Yeah, Martin Emerson, there's a lot that I do like and there's a lot that I don't like. So what I do like, obviously, what you guys have talked about with the size and everything. And when he's pressed manned up on the line of scrimmage, his ability to throw receivers off their routes, he's very physical. Um, That's very valuable in a corner, especially at his size. Uh, What I don't like, he is slow and his ability to recover is not great at all. So if he does get beat, it's going to be very, very hard for him to – you know, get back and have any impact on that play. So I think overall, like everybody said, um, he is indeed going to be a replacement for Greedy Williams uh, eventually down the line. But as of today, I'm not thrilled with the pick. I don't like trading down, Um, but he is our guy. So we're hoping that he's going to be able to come in, cover the bigger receivers. I like your idea of Mark Andrews. I do think that is something that he can add as well, um, you know, even from that corner position, covering some bigger tight ends who might be a little bit slower. That might be a good way to uh, get him into the league and kind of see his impact. Yeah, certainly, certainly. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and then, of course, we had a pick at 78. Um, part of moving back from 44, you know, we gained three total picks from one. Uh that's just something Andrew Barry, I guess, was going into this offseason looking forward to do, uh, gain assets and pick up value after the, uh, you know, massive Deshaun trade. So that's going to give us an ability to get quite a few value guys. And we'll uh, talk about that here in a bit. Um, next, we have Alex Wright. Uh, he's going to be a defensive end for us, UBA or UAB, excuse me, uh, He's got a lot of traits that gives you strong clowny vibes. And that doesn't necessarily mean the Browns are completely out on re-signing him. You know, we don't have a lot of new information on it, but we know, you know, the Browns have had their finger on the pulse of the old Browns veterans, such as Jarvis and then Jadavion Clowney. So I think he could fill in for that role nice. But if we do bring Clowney back, he will be great as a rotational piece. Uh, a good way to get him into the league, get his feet wet. And I'd love to see what he can do. You know, he's a long athletic freak, um, a, a physical guy. Uh, there's a lot we can do with him. And Tori, I'm going to go ahead and let you give uh, your take on it. Uh, Alex Wright, again, is one of those situations where you love the player, but the pick is a little questionable. Um, I mean, the size and the speed is there. I mean, 6'7", 6'5", 200, between 250, 270 pounds. Um, coming from a small school, not a lot of people know about him, but a lot of Browns fans who study hard about college football, they know about this guy. Uh, the benefit of having him is you can go on without J.J.B. on Clowney after this pick. Um, once Clowney goes, he is the future. And But right now, the benefit of having him is both of them can kick inside. So the future and the idea that Barry and this coaching staff has is Miles, Winfrey, and either one of those on the edge or inside. So that's scary for any quarterback. And we're well prepared for future after Clowney. Barry has never drafted an end opposite of Clowney through his entire tenure here so far. Finally did it in the third round. We'll see how it pans out. Yeah, absolutely. McQueen, go ahead and give me your thoughts. Yeah, I uh, 
first word that comes to mind is freaking huge. Dude's just gigantic. And uh, at UAB, he, he did play more as a stand-up or edge rusher. And, um, you know, it just kind of helped him tower over the offensive lineman. But one thing I do want to point out about him is, uh, you know, one of the things that makes Miles so great is his ability to, to, to basically bend around offensive tackles. Alex Wright has a little bit of that to him as well. Uh, he's really good with his bend. And uh, who, else, who best to learn from than Miles? You know, and if, if uh, he can put it all together, we can have two bookend defensive ends terrorizing the AFC North. So I love it. Yeah, you bring up a great point with the bend. You mic muted, Austin. Sorry, sorry. I don't know what I hit. <laughs> um, yeah, you bring up a good point with the bend. You know, that's very important for a good defensive end, especially one that's not as, you know, skilled with maybe a swim move or even a spin move. So, you know, someone who can bend around those tackles is going to be able to create pressure. And I think he can really shape up into a great pick. Um, Austin, your thoughts on Alex Wright? I think this is a phenomenal pick. Because I've been saying it for a long time. It doesn't matter who we put on the other side of Miles. They're going to be great. I have some of his stats up already from his senior year in college. His senior year, he had six sacks, seven and a half tackles for loss, a total of 45 tackles, three passes defended, two forced fumbles. Just with Miles Garrett on the other side of him, he's going to have similar, if not better, numbers next year. Clowney like numbers if he starts that is if Clowney resigns I'm going off the assumption Clowney isn't coming back just based off he hasn't signed the contract yet my opinion will change when he resigns but that's when that happens yeah he gives us great insurance if we decide to move away from signing Clowney back Tony let's hear your thoughts I think he is kind of a you know Clowney, Clowney replacement but at the same time it's like you know, Clowney doesn't resign. Cool. We have right. But if he does, cool. You can mold him in your probably will be your last year, year here. And he's also a guy that's able to be able to work in the schemes this year to give Miles a break, to give Clowney a break. So it's a win win either way. I mean, you're getting a guy that can either replace Clowney or be mentored by Clowney this year. So you can't really lose in that situation if you're the Browns or Wright himself. Very underrated, small college. Probably should have been, I'd say, honestly, probably could have been picked higher than he was. Yeah, man, certainly. Derek, we'll uh, end Alex Wright with you. Yeah, I love the Alex Wright pick. It's kind of like everybody, everybody's been saying here. Um, he's likely, the hope is, to be the replacement for Jadavion Clowney long-term, have that running mate for Miles Garrett that we've desperately needed. Um I love his frame. I think he's a massive guy. I like the idea of him playing inside and out. Um, I think for this year, it's a perfect opportunity for him to kind of sit and learn, be a rotational piece, um, you know, as well as continue to develop. I love the pick. I think a lot of people are down on him because, you know, obviously the small school and everybody assumes, oh, hey, like, who is this guy? Well, no, if you actually do some research into him, watch some film, the guy's highly productive. Um, he definitely stands out on tape. I cannot wait to see him next to Miles. Um, you know, and you can say the same for a certain somebody we got later who we'll talk about, but I'm very excited for Alex Wright. I think the future is pretty bright with him. 
And I just actually wanted to add on real quick. I forgot to mention this, but Alex Wright is one of our tallest players on the team now at 6'7". There's Miles Garrett ain't even that big. So just his size alone, he's going to be batting down passes left, right, and center. So I'm very excited to see that in the season. Yeah, that's that's a good point. It, I don't even think a lot of people think about that. You know, Miles My, Garrett's a big guy, but 6'7 is, you know, it's, you can never have too much size on the defensive line. So uh, we're going to move on. Um, our first receiver taken, uh, it's David Bell, Purdue. Uh, this is a prospect that a lot of Browns fans have talked about. He was mocked to us quite a bit by a lot of big sports media outlets. Uh, you know, there's concerns about how he tested athletically. And honestly, I think if you watch just the games, you don't have to watch all 22, but if you sit there and watch what he does game film time, he, he makes big catches and he gives me a lot of Jarvis vibes. Uh, and that's who he's been compared to a lot just because of the relationship with the Browns. But yeah, he can do a lot, man. I think he can be a great uh, slot receiver for us. He's a bigger guy. Um, and after he gets the ball in his hands, man, he can run away from you. He's not a burner. He's not going to, he's not going to kill anyone off the release, but he can do a lot of special things after catch. Uh, Tori, go ahead and hit us off with it. Uh, David Bell, like you said, not like wowing anybody at the combine, but it's definitely a position of need that we had. Um, I know Derek talks about this a lot. He says that he plays faster than he actually ran at the combine. That's 100% true. Uh, he is Jarvis Landry, um, but three inches taller and a little bit better when he was younger. Uh, David Bell is really good at creating separation. He just does everything right on the field. Um, he led the FBS since 2019 with 232 receptions. So he was, and he was doing that with less than ideal quarterback play as well. And also he did mention last year that Greg Newsom was the toughest corner he had to go against. So I'm very excited to see that in camp. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, him and Greg were definitely complimenting each other. McQueen, what's your take on him? Uh, yeah, I mean, the first word for him, I would say, is athlete. You know, he's not, like you said, he's not going to blow anyone away with the speed. He's not going to, you know, make the, the OBJ fingertip catch more than likely. But, uh, I mean, he was a star basketball player in high school. He's produced and has shown – the production everywhere he's gone uh he's he's gonna do everything for you that you ask of him and with a smile on his face and do it well uh so he's he's gonna be a great teammate and great player for years to come yeah for sure austin go ahead man david bell you said it earlier he's our jarvis landry replacement he plays a lot like him he's very similar to him and looking at his stats from his junior year in college, he averaged roughly 116 yards per game. Total throughout the season regarding touchdowns is six touchdowns, and he averaged 13.8 yards per reception. He's a very good player in general, and I think he's going to be a great fit in our offense once we see what happens with Amari the next couple of years. Real fast, I wanted to add to that with the Jarvis comparison. Uh, he. Uh, David Bell only missed one college game due to a concussion, and that was it. So he's he's definitely a little bit of an Iron Man as well. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I didn't even know he, you know, had attended so many of his games. Uh, his sophomore year, been... he actually only had – he only played six games his sophomore year. And those six games still 625 yards. Yeah. Still good numbers. Yeah, he was impressive considering his quarterback play for certain. Uh, Tony, what do you think about Bell? Definitely a younger, a little bit faster Jarvis can make some incredible catches. Like the stuff he just does with his body to make catches is insane. Played great in the Big Ten against teams like even Ohio State, who always usually has really good cornerbacks in the league and in college. And I think it's a steal for the Browns, honestly. I think it was best-case scenario to replace Jarvis, regardless if Jarvis returns or not. I think he'll see the field a lot this year. Yeah, I think it's uh, fair to assume that he will get a great share of those slot targets and he can be a big playmaker. Um, a lot of corners and a lot of defensive coordinators are going to be focused on Amari. And even Schwartz, you know, if you get Schwartz out there, that's just going to take the defense away from Bell. And I'll take Bell and his abilities and his catch point and, you know, the catch radius over any linebacker. So he'll be special. I think he can do a lot with Deshaun. Derek, go ahead. Yeah, I love David Bell, like everybody's been saying. Not to rehash it, but Jarvis Landry replacement, definitely. Um, he is bigger than Landry at 6'1". Um, you know, like I've, like everybody's been saying, you know, the speed thing it was talked about at the Combine. Before the Combine, people were talking about him as a high to mid second round pick. This is somebody who we got way later. Um, you know, the one thing that I love about him, his route running is crispy. Um, the way he manipulates corners is unbelievable. But what I love most about him is his body control because it's like uh, we've been talking about here. He finds ways to get the ball. For me, there were three guys in this draft that were great at body control. And for those of you who do not know, that means basically if the ball is behind you, you find a way to get it. If it's too high, too low, you can adjust yourself to wherever the position of the ball is. He is one of those guys. Go watch the film. He's absolutely phenomenal. Um, and another thing I just wanted to point out, there's a lot of receivers that you notice catches with their body versus their hands. At the NFL level, it's very important to have good hands. Um, and that's what he does. I mean, every catch, go watch the highlights. That's one thing you'll notice. It's always his hands. Um, you know, and I think at the end of the day for Deshaun Watson, he's going to be somebody who's very reliable that if it's third down and he needs a catch, David Bell is the man to go to. Couldn't be any happier with the pick, you know, even despite trading down with guys there like Sky Moore, George Pickens. Um, David Bell day one is going to come in, play the slot. I like his development, um, you know, and he's always been reliable, like we've talked about. And he's a very smart guy. Go listen to his interviews. Couldn't be any happier. Yeah, love it, love it, man. Uh, there was a lot of options for our first receiver pick, and I think we made the right choice here. Um, we'll move on to our round four pick, uh, number 108 overall. We got Perry on Winfrey. And this is, again, someone else that was mocked to the Browns quite a bit. And, man, personally, I think it's a slam dunk home run pick. You get your defensive tackle need filled by a freak, man, you know, long arms. He's tall. He's, he's a heavy guy. He can do a lot. 
I mean, his one downfall and probably a main reason he fell, there's questions about the run-stopping ability, but when you have Miles, you have Alex Wright, you know, Tavon Bryan is someone interesting that while he may be looked at right now as a rotation guy, he might find himself in the starting role depending on how Jordan Elliott and Togi I do in camp. Uh, I think that kind of line, you know, with that kind of flexibility and versatility, you can make things happen and you for sure can create pressure in the pocket and you can collapse the pocket, which is something we just have not seen from the Browns defensive line. Um, that's why Miles has got to work so hard, man. He's got to bend across, you know, tackles. He's got to deal with double, triple teams. But if you have someone who's collapsing that pocket, that bubble, getting in the quarterback's face, you're going to make a big difference. Uh, and obviously, he's the senior bowl MVP, so that speaks for itself. Tori, hit us off with him. Um, so Perry on Winfrey, like you said, senior bowl MVP, absolutely torched it up. Um, a lot of the mocks that we did as fans, he was showing up in the second, uh, early second round, and it's an absolute steal to get him at 108. And, um, I mean, dude, he's an absolute psycho. I mean, his interviews, the way he carries himself on the field and off the field, absolute psycho. Um, they were using him as a pure nose tackle at Oklahoma, which isn't his primary position. He just needs to be a regular D, uh, DT. Uh, next to Miles, he will definitely thrive because he is one of those defensive tackles who is strictly pass rush. Um, run defense will come along as he grows into the NFL, but right now it's strictly pass rush. And we know Andrew Barry values pass rush at those positions over run defense. Mm -hmm. So he will fit right in with those two Clowney as if he's back and miles, but uh Perion will for sure make a name for himself here soon. And hopefully he'll be starting defensive tackle day one, but I mean, there's plenty of time left to figure all that out. Yeah, certainly. Uh, we'll go to you McQueen. Yeah, Perrion Winfrey is probably my favorite pick in the whole draft uh, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, the value for where we got him is insane. Definitely thought he was going to go a lot sooner. Love his uh, attitude and mentality. Uh, but really the main reason why is because I feel like out of anyone in the whole draft, he'll be the most likely to be able to come in and, and uh, produce uh, immediately. If, if he takes that mentality that he has and he – Grimes at becoming the starter. I, I really think he can win the starting job job in training camp if uh, if he really works hard on it. So uh, love that pick as well. My favorite one. Yeah, yeah, I hear you on that, man. I think he's probably the number one pick for a lot of people. Uh, he's, a, he's a great value at that pick. Um, Austin, go ahead. Carry on Winfrey is going to tear it up his entire career. He brings an intensity to the team we've never seen. He is going – I honestly, this might be a hot take because the dude literally just got drafted. Future Hall of Famer. Because he has that intensity, that motor, everything, that shows he's going to be not only a dog on the field but a dog in the locker room. He even said his mom has dog in him and his dad has dog in him. That's why he got dog in him. Future Hall of Famer. Yeah, man. Fantastic interviews. I love the interviews. You know, that's something fun. I like to see that fire. Uh, Tony, go ahead. Um, absolute steal. I did not think we'd get him where we got him. I thought for sure we'd, we'd 
snag him. Can't talk at 78. Or at least, you know, at some point we'd have to trade back up for him. I'm legit surprised that he fell to where he did. I'm yeah. going to try and keep it short so we can get through all this. But No worries, man. Yeah, we got plenty of draft picks to talk about. Derek, go ahead. Yeah, Perion Winfrey is an absolute monster of a human being. The only way I can describe him, and shout out to my wrestling fans out there, you'll get this, ruthless aggression. That is the only possible way to describe Perion Winfrey. I love him. Um, you know, he's going to be coming in, and I think uh, three-tech will be the perfect role for him. Um, this guy's a monster. I mean, everybody talks about his run defense is lacking. Listen, watching the tape, I think there's a lot to like that he can still grow at and get better at. Um, and I think he could become a pretty solid run defender as well. But that pass rush, man, when you have a monster at his size and his um, um, aggression, whatever you want to call it, go watch the tape. The Cleveland Browns desperately needed a dog at defensive tackle. If you liked what we got this year um, from – why can't I remember his name? Um, you know who I'm talking about. The defensive tackle we just had who ran in front of the preschool – um, <laughs> McDowell, McDowell. If you like what we got from Lake McDowell, you will love Perry on Winfrey. Let me tell you, the dude is insane. Cannot wait to see him next to Miles Garrett. Yeah, Derek, I'm very excited. Um, uh, yeah, I can't believe you could forget about McDowell. Uh, you know, <laughs> we're gonna keep it a little short today. Uh, we're gonna just kind of run through the rest of the picks, you know, nothing super, super exciting. Um, uh, we took Cade York, which controversial is the way I would put it. You know, he's around for 124 overall. Um, that's the highest a kicker has been drafted since 16. So a bit of a high, you know, a risk, but you just imagine that the Browns know that other teams are looking his way. So we grabbed him. We probably have our kicker of the future, which is awesome to say, especially if you're from Cleveland. We took Jerome Ford. Uh, next, a running back, Cincinnati. A lot of Kareem Hunt in his game, uh, an athletic guy. He's quick, um, sub-4, 540. I think he can do a lot. Uh, he can take some big blows, and I think he can make a big difference, especially if we lose Demetri Felton and eventually Kareem. Uh, we also took Michael Woods. Uh, honestly, this is someone I just don't see making the roster. Uh, he's a limited athlete, uh, receiver from Oklahoma. Nothing really special about his game. Um, I think this is camp competition at best. And Isaiah Thomas, he's interesting. Um, he fell off the field issue-wise, uh, but we bring in another edge uh, who has chemistry for, with Winfrey, which is great. Uh, he can do a lot for us in the depth field. You know, we, we needed that defensive line depth. Uh, He'll be an interesting player to see where he makes it on the roster, if he's even involved. And our last pick, Dawson Deaton, uh, center, Texas Tech, uh, huge guy. Uh, I think he's 6'7", uh, big old guy. But, again, I think he's depth, maybe competition for Nick Harris. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to Tori. Uh, you can wrap up your thoughts on the other picks. Nothing too crazy other than Cade York. All right, so – I'll just go down the line real quick. Cade York, absolutely love it. I mean, you guys know I've been pe preaching Cade York the entire time, the best kicker in the draft. 
He was graded higher than Evan McPherson was last year. He's an absolute menace in the field goal kicking. Um, Jerome Ford, it's basically the Dearness Johnson replacement. Um, his comp was Kareem Hunt, but bigger and faster. So we're going to love to have him. Demetri Felton probably won't make the team. Uh, after that, it was Michael Woods, who, like Austin just said, probably won't make the team. And then Isaiah Thomas, seventh round pick, is going to make the team. An absolute stud. His body is insane with how tall and how much he weighs. And he's an absolute menace, just like his teammate Perion was. And Dawson Deaton is just a practice squad center where he got for depth. So, um, yeah, I mean, overall, I'd give this draft an A minus. Yeah, I love it. Um, I would agree with you on that A minus for sure. Question marks, but solid and we filled needs. McQueen, what's your final thoughts? Final thoughts, uh, you know, you guys kind of ran through the rest of them pretty well. The only thing I really want to say uh, that worries me when it comes to Cade York is uh, he grew up in Texas, went to LSU, so um, he doesn't really have much cold weather experience, and we all know the pain in the ass it is uh, to kick it into the dog pound with even a little bit of wind whipping. So that is that is kind of a worry for me, even though no matter how good you are, kicking in Cleveland Stadium is uh, – it's a pain. So that's really my only worry. Uh, but that's, that's all I got to say. Yep. Understand that. Um, that'll be interesting to see how he adapts. Austin, what do you got for final thoughts, buddy? You guys summed it up really good. Cade York, his only downfall is going to be the Cleveland weather. That's it. Everything is just upsides with him. Jerome Ford's going to replace Kareem. Michael Woods won't make the team. As you guys said, Isaiah Thomas, this guy, no one's really hyping him enough as he should. He was a teammate, as you guys said, with Perry on Winfrey and Nick Benito. They were a trio that were almost unstoppable. If, if he makes a team, I would love it. We'll just have to wait and see. Dawson Deaton, like you guys said, he's competition for Pochich and Nick Harris. Overall, I really would grade this draft a B, B plus. Yep, love it. Tony, give me your thoughts. Bro. Um. To counteract their comments about York, Justin Tucker went to Texas. I mean, and he's probably the best kicker in NFL history. That is true. That is true. Um, I like the York pick. I'm not that person that's like, oh, we can't draft a kicker. That's stupid. The forward pick's going to be good, and I think it might pay off a little bit this year. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get some reps. I think Thomas makes the team, but outside of that, I think it's just camp bodies that get cut. Like Woods and... Deaton, the last pick, however you say his last name. But, like, overall, good draft. Was a little nervous after day one, but they cleaned it up pretty well, especially day – they killed day three. Yep, absolutely, man. Uh, Derek, we'll let you uh, send this off in a way. What's your final thoughts? Yep, so quickly, Cade York um, speaks for himself. I mean, go look at his stats. I would say if you're not sold on the pick, go watch the kick in the Florida game. The weather was terrible. He nailed it. Jerome Ford, everybody said it, his pro comparisons, Kareem Hunt. I would say he's even shiftier than Kareem Hunt. I think he's a perfect fit for our offense. I would like him to put on a little bit more muscle uh, just because he does break tackles, but I think if he puts on even more size, he could be a stud, and I mean an absolute stud for the Browns. Um, Isaiah, is it Thomas? Correct me if I'm wrong. That's right. Uh, Not the best ball player. Yep. Yep. Isaiah Thomas. I think he's got all the tools. He fell to us because of some personal issues or whatnot. Um, but I think he could be an absolute stud in this rotation at defensive end. Uh, I, uh, 
gosh, I'm blanking because we're 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 got a time limit here. But our <laughs> center, Deaton. yep, Deaton. I think he's good depth. He's massive. Um, at the very least, good competition for Nick Harris and then Poachage. Um, so yeah, overall, this draft I would say for the most part could not have gone any better. So yeah, that's going to do it for the very first episode of the Dog Pound Lounge podcast. Uh, we gave you our thoughts about the draft and all the picks. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to all my friends who joined me today. We had Tori, another Austin. Uh, <laughs> we had McQueen, Tony, and Derek from DF Sports. Um, yeah, big shout out to those guys. It was last minute, but you know we had fun and expect more content to this style you know wade back just talking about our team man uh i'm also going to add the twitter handles of all of the guys who joined me today in the description so yeah i appreciate everyone joining me today and go browns